What's poppin' congregation? It's a new year, right? New year, new me, new we. <laughs> I'm playing. We're going to do the same damn thing. Y'all, welcome to Scam Goddess Podcast, the podcast all about fraud, robbery, those who practice it. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. Let's hop on this fraud and see together. And as all of you who have been with me uh, through thick and thin over the years, you know I'm very... Yes, excited. We have a friend on the show, which y'all know tends to get messy. Friend of the sh- friend on the show. Today, we have the amazing writer and comedian. He's a UCB alum, along with yours truly. We actually were on some teams at the cult together. He <laughs> hosts and produces the podcast Get Played on Earwolf Congregation. Please welcome Matt Apodaca to the show. Hello. Wow. Can I just say, I just love your whole thing. <laughs> I love your whole thing, Matt. <laughs> I love it. You've been in the podcast game much longer than I have. Yeah. You were just saying before we sat down yes. um, that we've been doing this for a long time and now we're yeah. here. Yeah, it's. I, I think it is safe to say we met in the year 2015. Would you uh, yeah, agree or disagree? Yeah, that's when I moved to Los Angeles. That's right. Yeah, we met shortly after you got here. Yes, and very I, shortly. I remember... Us being placed on a a mess hall team. Yeah, it's like a, no one's gonna know what that is, man. No. Why would you even say that? It's so I know. improv is so embarrassing. It's so yeah, it, like every time it's ever been like depicted in like TV or movies and stuff, I'm always like, why'd they make it so embarrassing? And then it's like, oh, it's because it's like the worst fucking thing you could do. It's right. So embarrassing. And writers always hate it. If yeah. you ever see anything about improv, it's always. I remember there's like a Family Guy joke that was like, the only person who loses an improv is the audience. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it's like it's just so bad, but it's like what we did, and uh, you know, I, I mean, we still do it. I love how we're saying it in past because oh, we just yeah. don't want you guys to know them. We're like, it's trash, y'all. I'm like, why would anybody do that? Also, can I get a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I would say at this point, for me, uh, with, uh, it seems like it's, uh, in the past tense based on, uh, Grown how adults. many shows they're asking me to do. <laughs> uh, Grown zero. adults with kids doing make them up. Exactly. I know. But practicing in somebody's living room, we're all, in our 30s. We've at least, we don't do the living room no more because we was no. like, this is just down bad. We cannot be yeah, running no. around a coffee table. I can't, I can't, have your significant other coming into the room and being like, are you guys done yet? <laughs> that was always the worst. Yo, I had one yeah. roommate who like, we hated each other and um, we met, it was like circumstance. You know, that was my first, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you ever practiced at my place, but one time, a couple times we had to practice there and she would come in all mad and shit, slamming all the uh, fucking uh, cabinets and shit yeah. and staring down the improv team. Just like, I've never seen somebody work so hard to make people uncomfortable. What a bitch. And she, she knew she had... I was doing it. Yeah. I asked to practice yeah. and it wasn't all the time it was only when we couldn't find somebody else's living room do you think it's because she had like banger initiations that she couldn't <laughs> do and then she's like i'm not even on this team but like i could i have a perfect tag for this honestly there's a fine art to being a bitch and she really perfected <laughs> it i never seen anybody just be this, such a bitch so I hard do, i do agree with that she i came in with tactics sometimes when you see it happening it is just sort of like wow like actually no notes that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> you are evil. Yeah, Good yeah, for you. yeah. Wow. You're, you're a capital B bitch. Congratulations. Right. Somebody got to be a villain, yeah. you know, and wear great costumes and be in the Marvel universe, oh, yeah. but just in real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it is very much just like, it is a skill because like you have to sort of really like put everything else behind you and be like, I don't actually care how I seem. Yeah. And this is directly getting in way in the way of what I want. And I don't like that. When I come in the room and, and everything falls quiet because they're talking about me, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. More. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I loved that. (laughs) 
where people see me out in public and I see them hide behind a shelf because <laughs> they and, don't want to talk and, and to there me. There are so many shelves in public that there are just people like hiding, <laughs> reaching. Like, like, wait, wait, there's not enough room behind this one. I got to hide. We walk into a Publix or something. Everyone's like, is there an attack happening? Why is everyone like jumping and dodging behind the... Oh, no, that's just me. Everybody yeah. hates me. <laughs> don't worry. There is no active event happening. It's just me. But if I ever found out, if I ever found out anybody hated me, oh boy, it would ruin my life. Oh it would, man, it would no. ruin my life. I'm somewhere on the bitch Kenzie scale because I know there's people out there who hate me. <laughs> I can't help it. Every now and then I just gotta cuss the motherfucker out, and so we go in on bad terms, and yeah. that's that's the cancer and Aries in me. I'm so sorry. You got you. Yeah, it's gotta happen. Sometimes I'm gonna tell you where to, to go and how to get there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to do it as often anymore. Yeah. But sometimes I, I, t- I one time I used to be I cussed somebody out and got a standing ovation from a valley line that I didn't realize had been listening to every word. So you know sometimes yikes that be happening everywhere she goes. Lacey's got a cap. <laughs> audience we love Good or it or bad we no, love it but Matt, we, we can't I, stop looking at her oh god no hope, hopefully not that i'm trying to be incognito just the most invisible negro okay uh yeah. if i ever go missing i want to be like she had a nothing that lit up any room we never knew she was there last seen wearing a cancel me daddy hat lazy was like a a, a cool breeze <laughs> You felt it, but you never really knew. <laughs> That's exactly what everyone would say. They, they, no one would ever say she had the command of every room she walked in. <laughs> Just like, oh, we felt like she was here. Yeah, like, oh, Lacey. Yeah, I guess I know who that is. Yeah, she loved eating chips, so we know she was in there touching she stuff. She loved chips. <laughs> Dorito dust everywhere she went. <laughs> but Matt, we always love to ask on the show, what's your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? It could uh, be anything. I don't know if I love them or hate them. I do like hearing about them, so like... Like hearing about them from you is like fun, and that, like that, I've always known that that to be like your thing, and I would always be like, "Oh, Lacey's got the mess. Let's go. I want to hear more about this." So you're more of a voyeur. Like if there was a scam yes. sex party, like you're gonna be the one like walking past the rooms, like what y'all doing in here? Yeah, I'm gonna be walking like, past all the rooms. I'm gonna be there for sure. <laughs> First of all, I'm invited. Sex parties have hella pizza. Yeah, like oh yeah, uh, wait. There's fucking cold ones here. Uh, <laughs> Which is not a you, sexy before... food to me. I've, I haven't personally been to one. I'm very curious, but my friends yeah. who like go to sex parties, yeah. like there's always for some reason, like a lot of them have pizza. I can guarantee you, I'll probably live the rest of my life never being invited to one and probably never being at one. <laughs> You're um, not giving sex party vibes? I, I'm not giving that. Yeah, I'm always just like, wait, this starts when? 9.30? I'm in bed, We can have dog. a sex party at noon. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are at work. <laughs> Can I uh, take the day off from work today? I have a dentist appointment. (laughs) Matt, Matt, where are all those whips? You know, I got a crazy dentist. Um, (laughs) But my relationship to scams, I've been scammed. Oh, I I remember. I have to. When did you get scammed? I've been I've been almost scammed very recently. But I remember a, a particular instance. I was at the gas station. Yeah, a lot of scams happen there. I was filling up my tank and filling up. I was putting like twenty dollars in. I was like a broke college student. So you were moving it that that needle like Yeah, I was like, okay, I gotta get a quarter tank. I gotta go two places before then I could ride E again. I gotta go somewhere. Wait, I don't wanna derail you, but I do have no. to say remember when I ran out of gas and you saw me on the road? I <laughs> drove past me on the middle of Sunset Boulevard. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, um, so the gas is on. <laughs> it was very much like, I know my car, and then I forgot. <laughs> but it was also just sort of like, I would, at that time, I would sort of put 
knowing how much gas is in your car at like the bottom of your list. Yeah, of, no, it was very low priority. <laughs> like, I, look, it's it's either in there or it's not. I got things to do. So I feel like I never get scammed at the gas station because they like see my You're car coming there. in on a tow truck or I'm never there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, we're not scamming her. Yeah. Her car is literally being the, towed the, over the, here for gas. The is gas that a red that you can? get gets put in by somebody who drove to you to put it in. <laughs> You yes. got you get a boutique gas delivery, triple uh, A gas, okay, <laughs> which is not cheap. But no. that whole red can theory, that shit don't work on every car. Because I tried that, I was like, let me oh. go get a red pail like they do in the movies, and that shit was not going in. I can guarantee you, if I try to do that, I'm bursting into flames afterward. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing it. I just right. come up with three empty Gatorade bottles yeah. to the pump. Like, like, okay, well, this is um, Lacey, this is mango extremo. This is not <laughs> gas. This is kiwi strawberry. What are I'm you like, doing? do you think forty ounces of gas will get me enough? Because I got my um, Wait, <laughs> my thermos. Ounces. <laughs> yeah, you got you filled up a fucking I hydro got a flask. Yeti. <laughs> a yeti full of gas. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a funnel. No, <laughs> but okay. So you're at the gas station where a lot of scams happen, and what happened? And like, I probably have forty dollars on me. Mm-hmm. Period. And I'm using twenty to put in the gas tank. Mm-hmm. I'm also not using a card. I was like, I'm paying in cash. Smart. Which I at the time. I feel like now I just I can't remember the last time I had cash on me. You just don't do it anymore. Kind of. They told you not to, I guess, during the pandemic. Like, don't touch money. Wow. Cash have been full of cocaine and, and, and stripper booty hole and, yeah, for, exactly, forever. And now they're like, well, there's a pandemic. Yeah. Guys, yeah. So hey, don't touch money. Look, Fauci said it. OK, I don't take it from me. It was freaking Fauci. Oh, and the CDC, which just turned into vibes <laughs> there. Oh, it's all vibes. But I'm at the gas station. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, like your headlights, they're pretty dirty. And I could like clean those up for you pretty good. And I was sort of like, oh, you know, what? I'm like in a rush, which is like not true. But I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. You're in a rush to get away from that man. Yeah. Yeah. And this is I'll keep I'll tell you this broad daylight. as well. So how can he even tell how dirty your headlights are? Because they were like I was driving a Jeep Cherokee Laredo. You were off road in like a a TV commercial. They were sort of like foggy, kind of like not like dirty, dirty, but like sort of like the the glass had fogged up in such a way that like it was opaque, kind of like it wasn't like very clear. So when you were driving at night, were your headlights giving like lo-fi? Yeah, I was sort of giving like it follows when I was driving, like sort of like a twenty four lighting uh, on the. <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't want mood lights on the road, man. Yeah. Okay, maybe my homeboy had a point. And so he's like, I could just let me just show you one. Can I just show you one? I'll clean one up, and if you like it, you can pay me. And I was like, okay, if you're just gonna do one, do it, I guess. Uh, this is which was like very nineties, my biggest uh, problematic crackhead in a movie. <laughs> like, I would say he was. Um, it's giving Friday. I, I can't remember like. What kind of man he was, but he was like he seemed like a like a normal man. Like that's why I was sort of like, I guess, willing to go the one step further with okay. this guy. He's like, there's one light. Let me touch on one Let light. Let's do okay. one. I was like, just okay. a tip. Because he was sort of, I think he was giving he was giving sort of Billy Mays kind of where I was sort of like, oh, okay, like, so he might have been sham wowing. I thought so. Okay. I thought I was gonna get sham wowed. Okay. And <laughs> okay, so so what happened? So he he cleans one off, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. He's like, okay. It's going to be $60 if I do the other one. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm going to have one good life. It's 60. I was like, okay, no thanks. That's that's a little too much. And then he was trying to get me down to the price, and he was like, okay, my daughter's in the van over there, and she's sick, <laughs> and she wants food. And I was like, okay, I know this isn't true like in my head, but I also know that this man is not going to leave me alone. Yeah, that's when you got to hop in the car like on some Scooby-Doo shit, I man. I reached into my wallet and gave him $20. All you had was 40 I know. And I used 20 of it on gas. I had no money. I went home. Wow. 
Wow. See, why you ain't hit him back? Like, this is the only 20 that I got, Mr. Sir. Like, cut, cut, cut to me coming home. Matt, why is one of your headlights spotless? I got to tell everybody. They're like, Matt, you got scammed. Okay, so he didn't even give you the other headlight nah, after you gave him the 20? He only did the one. See, that's... Okay, okay. In the future, guys, when y'all need to get away from people, just make an excuse. Matt, if you a guy in your car and be like, oh, you know what? Let me get some more cash. Get in your car, lock the doors, and then just, like, drive away. Yeah, no, I absolutely should have done that. Because he might have gotten hostile, so you're right to, like... like, here's, But also, I was like, I guess you could have taken my whole wallet if you wanted, but it was, like, it was during the day. Like, I was... And it was at, like, a, a gas station in a big parking lot, like, where there's a grocery store and a bunch of cameras and stuff. So it was just sort of, like, I felt safe... To give the last money that I had. Well, your other but, option, Miss Scam, yeah. is just start hollering. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is I think that's like the most jarring thing you can do. Somebody's Underrated. like, no, my daughter's sick in the car. She needs 60 and I already cleaned one. Go full Kermit. Just, just start, start throwing my flailing. arms in the air. Just start flailing and screaming until they go away. Like, what, what's the response to that? How yeah. does anyone humanly respond to someone who just starts shrieking? Oh, shoot. This guy's going crazy. I better get out of here. Like, go full Talladega Nights. Hammer over. Hammer time cruise. <laughs> like, um, actually, sir, you said you were going to give me that $20, though? Like, no one's going to be, like, following yeah, up with 20, this man. But the 20 Hey, hey. Yeah. No, just start screaming and flailing. But then when I was in Italy recently, these people, they come. I was prepared for this, too. I was mm. told. I'd never been in Europe before. Oh, the Europe girlies are going to rob you. They can tell who the out-of-towners are, and they're coming. They were. So, uh, I was prepped. My, my girlfriend's dad is English, and they've been to uh, Europe a lot, and I'd never been out of the country before. And so they both prepped me. Hey, there's going to be people. They're going to come up to you. They're going to put a bracelet on your wrist. Don't yes, do it. Yes, I've heard of this one. And I was like, okay. I get there. First day, some guy in like a like a the square, like in front of a church, Hey, big man. I was like, what's up, man? No. I start talking to this Matt, guy. Did He's he, like, Let me did give he you this. scam you because he called you big man? He almost did. He had the bracelet on my wrist. Was it height flattery, Matt? It was. Well, and then uh, uh, later on that same day, a different guy. He said, big man, me? My big ass? I got, oh, called, no. I got called big man and playboy in the same day. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. They got you. said, Mr. Sexy. Mr. said, me? I was walking on cloud nine. I was like, these Europeans. <laughs> Then did you get scammed? Because it no. sounds like they made you feel good. No, they, I, I, well, yeah, that's the thing. I was like, hey, they gave me a compliment. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, <laughs> but my girlfriend came over and was like, no, 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 he doesn't want this and took the bracelet off my wrist and yes. like, gave it back to him. Because we saw it happening to other people, too. And we were just like, oh, wow. And so we started reading about the sort of like tourism scams that you can run into. And so I was prepared for some other ones along the way that I didn't uh, participate in. But it's almost like, like you know, when the dare dog was being like, say no to drugs. And we was like, hell no, fuck them drugs. If anybody try to give me drugs, I'm going to stab them. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, somebody offer you some drugs. You're like, y'all look like y'all having fun. Huh? Yeah, like, oh, you guys are having like the chillest, nicest time? Uh, let me just have a taste of the drugs. Yeah, just a yeah. Little... <laughs> oh, this is just going to like make me want to like, I don't know. Dance? <laughs> dance or like laugh a lot with my friends. Right. What is this weed? One weed, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, I can go to sleep right now? Give me that. <laughs> and the dare line was just like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. I prepared y'all for this. Yeah. Yeah, in the moment, th- sometimes things are different, especially when someone's in your they physical gotta change, space. They got to change that whole program to be like, hey, you know which ones we're talking about. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Like, let's be for real. Like, weed is a gateway. Come on now. Yeah. It ain't gateway hey, like, me hey, to nothing. do what you're going to do, but you know the ones we're saying Yeah. Bad, right? crack yeah come on has that ever even sounded good like hey y'all come over we got so much crack like yeah. and then you know if you be like oh we got bottles we'll be like oh yeah well let's pop them but you know oh yeah y'all come over we got all the needles no that doesn't sound as good if you can find it in a gutter 
like yeah. a paraphernalia. Like no one's dropping their like their one hitter or right. like their like their bong weed. in a like leaving that discarded somewhere. If you've seen this on the street somewhere, you don't want to. Yeah, do that that's one. the ones you don't want to yeah. try because like why are people doing them in the streets and not at home? The urgency to you know. Yeah. Like, but I've seen Nas canisters in the streets, so maybe that's not a fair judgment. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so at least you're prepared for the European scams. I'm glad that you had an advocate there who could help you. Yes, if yeah. not the screaming technique, y'all. I'm telling you, try it. Write it. I think- I want to hear. I want to hear about people doing this. I want to hear about people being like, and I just started screaming. <laughs> yes, I think I think it's a tactic that works. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be right back with what's hot and fraud. Scams. Cons. And we are back, and it's time for what's hot and fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams on the street, or more often than not these days, we get a letter from you guys. It's always snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired, because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. <laughs> so I just need a fake name for this person, Matt. We don't care about gender on the show. It can be anything. Oh, how about um Sandy? Sandy. Oh, I think that's a perfect name for this person. So Sandy says that this is uh their grocery store scam. Ooh. So one of the big grocery chains loves to do pilot programs at my local store, probably because it's a newer location in a wealthy white area. Damn. <laughs> and I guess they trust white people when no one should? Question mark? That's what Sandy said. Uh-oh. So this new program says that they <laughs> created was called Scan Bag Go. You take a little handheld scanner from a kiosk by the door and scan items before putting them straight into your bag. At the end of your shopping excursion, you would scan a barcode at self-checkout where it would populate a list of items you scanned. Then you'd pay and leave. Hence, Scan Bag Go. Yeah. So I imagine this is going to turn into Scam Bag Go real yeah. fast. Yeah, um, or Bag Go. <laughs> They're going to miss, go. a, miss, they're gonna miss a step. step. Yeah. <laughs> the scan ain't going to have, oh, you got a scan for you, bad go? Oh, I didn't. Uh, oh, I didn't read the that. The sign was obscured. Yeah, I just read bad go. Yeah. So I put everything in my bag and I love yeah. it like y'all had wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I love that grocery stores continue to try to scam us as consumers by making us employees when we come yeah. to the motherfucking grocery store. Like, hey, I know you're shopping here, but you work here now. <laughs> what if you hey, places- you want a job? I'm like, no, I don't. Well, guess what? You have one, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you want these? You want this hammer and all? And it's also like I, they're trying this out in uh, a white, like at a white store. Assuming that white people don't steal when they're like, going to be culture. the number one doing it. They're going to be the number one people doing this. You'll never catch a person of color doing it because like, white guess people what? Were stealing people, white people steal ideas. White people. That's their. That's a cornerstone of their culture. Honestly, just yeah. like how you know, indigenous people don't want people wearing their garb. You know, yes. at Halloween. Well, you know, we also should not be robbers because that's white culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. Yeah, and we. You know, people say white people don't have culture. It is actually stealing. Yeah, it's them. Um, yeah. They have uh, what do you call museums? That's where they put all their loot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like all this shit that we stole. And, and, but like, I I also just feel like I work. I mean, I worked at a grocery store, and loss prevention. Let me tell you something: is never looking at white people. They're never no. doing it, so they can get away with it scot free. They don't need this program, right? Which is wild. They could really go in and just bag and go. Like yeah. they're like like la la la. They doing that at every so, store. Like, what I'm saying is, you got to try this at a, in a different neighborhood and then see the program will be a success. If you're white, consider more theft. I mean, you might as well use your privilege. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> maybe donate that's some something... to a food bank. You know, really even it out in the world. Yeah, we should really be encouraging white people to like really be stepping. They out got and white theft lore. What yeah. is Robin Hood? That's lore. <laughs> it's lore. Yeah, you're right. They have Robin Hood. That fox was white. We know it. 
<laughs> so obviously they're not looking at the the Caucasian girlies when no, they're coming no, into the store. No. So when this program was going on, I was broke as shit. I could barely afford to exist. Working at a nonprofit is also a scam. Yes, I know that, mm-hmm. Sandy. So Sandy says, I walk to the grocery store, so I use a hand cart with wheels to carry my groceries back home. I regularly use self-checkout because baggers don't know how to pack my bag correctly without giving me a bajillion extra. Okay, listen, she, Sandy go to the grocery store. She says, I have particular ways. I have a particular set of skills. Yes. She said, the eggs on the bottom and the bread on top of the eggs and stop yes. fucking with me. And eggs on the bottom, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you think there's a can going in the bag oh, on top of the no. eggs? You think playing. again, bitch. <laughs> ah, beat your ass. <laughs> Santa just constantly fighting at the checkout. Oh, that was a test. You wanted to put that there? Guess what? I'm speaking to your manager, babe. You put my cold milk next to my hot rotisserie chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you this ice cream's going by the, the rotisserie <laughs> chicken. I didn't have a new one. That's like the hottest thing you could get there. It is like the hottest thing you could get in a grocery store. What else is coming out smoking hot at a grocery Those store? Those tenders aren't. No, nah, hell corn? no. Oh, no. Never that. No. So I like the Scan Bag Go program because I could pack my bag once I had shopped and I didn't have to take uh, ages at the self-checkout. So I figured out since no one had checked you if you scanned everything in your bag, I could just scan a few items and then put them in my hand cart and ignore the rest. Yeah. On average, I would skip roughly 50 to 60% of my groceries. That's not some. <laughs> That's not That's some. That's most. That's most. Sandy. Sandy, the math is not math then. <laughs> I just do some. I just do some. I just, uh, almost <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I just do a little bit just like whatever I could carry. You know, just a little taste. That's all. <laughs> Sandy, I love you. I love the yeah. presentation of this. You're a scammer even how you wrote this. Uh-uh, Sandy said. Then she said sometimes 75%. <laughs> okay. That's a... Where I'm from, that's a B minus. That's almost all of it. And also, Sandy, okay, but Sandy says that always the expensive items, and I'd walk out without anyone stopping me. So if you can make your volume stuff, the stuff you pay for, and uh, then the the expensive the stuff The loss be leaders small, can get taken. Yeah, the rotisserie chicken not getting scanned. Because it's like, did y'all see Sandy walked out of here? She paid eight ninety nine, and she had a full cart. <laughs> I think I saw a turkey in there, a whole turkey. I know a turkey on its own is more yeah, than eight ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you, look, Sandy was white, so we will be asking. Okay. No questions. Yeah, no, hey. And I'm, I love I'm minding my business. Listen, truly, didn't see a damn thing. Didn't see a thing. <laughs> so some expensive items like protein powder have a metallic barcode sticker to trigger an alarm. To get around this, I pretend I was really considering the items while I peeled off the barcode and stuck it to the shelf. So this is going a step further than not scanning it. Yes. This was premeditated theft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to s- s- steal this. <laughs> We're going to appropriate this because, Sandy, you are to some shit. Also, I love that she was standing in the store like, hmm, oh, do I weigh yeah. metabolic weigh mm, creatine as she Peel. slowly peels off the label? She's like, let me read more because she's pulling out her glasses. Yeah, yeah, getting her readers out. <laughs> getting her readers out. Yeah, you know Sandy got some fold up upable <laughs> readers. <laughs> she's pulling out like, oh, wait, what is in this? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they're like, Sandy really cares about her health. She'd be reading all the labels. Yeah. <laughs> she I love feels it. them. So they discontinued the program after a little over a year, probably because people were stealing so much. And a little people, over a you. year. People. Sandy, I think you killed this you ended program. The program. I think I think it was you, because you just told us that you were stealing seventy five percent of what you seventy five percent. Might as well <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> what stopped you from going to eighty? Truly. Sandy, at this point, why don't you just start? You know, some of the shelves got wheels. Just roll the whole motherfucking shelf out, bitch. Well, I guess the program's discontinued. I was going to say, 
one last score, go for 100%. I think you can do it. If you can do 75%, you can do all of it. Sandy, I know that you just got the vibe of like an elegant white lady. Like you said you work at she's a Winona nonprofit. Ryder. It's Winona Oh, Ryder. it's Winona. And she yeah. did nothing wrong, by the way. No, she didn't. She was having fun. And Winona has been working since she was a child. She deserves to steal from high-end stores. Y'all should give yeah. Winona that stuff. They made her the, the face of the campaign after that. And I, I'm so sad for Winona because she, that whole hap- that whole thing happened during a tabloid time where people were so bored that, like, it was a story for months and months and months. Yes. If Winona went and hit up Saks right now and rolled out with a cart of Louboutins, nobody would care. The news cycle Winona, is so fast. if you're listening, Winona, get back in the game. You can do it right now. Get back in the game. You can do it. No, no. No, no. Get out of no, these streets. No. Okay, start saying no to purchasing again. And say yes, yes. <laughs> right, and say yes, yes. We'll support you. I'll be at the march. I'll, I'll make signs. I can't pay your bail because I bet you would be really expensive for a second offense. But I will tr- contribute to the GoFundMe. <laughs> yes, I will, I will contribute to it. No, no, no. The person who needs it the least. <laughs> yeah, a rich white lady. <laughs> but we will give it to you just yeah. for the thrill. Uh, well, put me in the dock. Oh, so they discontinued the program. Yeah, after you discontinued it, Sandy. But I love that for you. Probably because people were stealing so much. Probably. In a little over a year, I think I stole close to $4,000 worth of groceries, including kitchen gadgets, a 25-piece Rubbermaid set, and a new toaster. Mm. That's, this is, this has gone. She got bowl, a toaster? A to- this is a misdemeanor offense. <laughs> she said, I got six neutral bullets. <laughs> a 25-piece Rubbermaid. Listen, people, first of all, Tupperware should be free the way we all steal it and use it. It's just like a communicable resource. It's just like a a road. You know, we all take it from other people and we all give it away and never see it again. The only place doing this, Thai restaurants. They're giving you pretty solid, durable. They know know, the vibes. They know they're like, hey, you're going to use this again. Just wash it. Just wash it, babe. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Okay, because then it's going to get that color stain on it. It's going to shrink a little bit. Yeah. It's not going to quite seal. I could keep it as fresh, but you want to use this a couple more times. Just hand wash it. We got you, boy, the tie spot. They do. Your girlfriend's going to throw it away and you're not going to notice. Exactly. That's why I get all my rubber made the time we place. So now the grocery store has cameras above the self checkout that look at your bag to see if you're stealing. A hater move if I've ever seen one. Can I just say, Sandy, I ain't never seen anybody case a motherfucking grocery store like you. You done found out about the barcode before yeah. you walk out the door. You know that they're putting in new cameras. Is this one of the characters from Good Girls? <laughs> it's giving Good Girls. Like I feel like Sandy gonna be like, update. I robbed the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Wait, is this Emily the criminal writing? <laughs> Literally. So it says grocery stores have a built-in budget for theft, and this is a mega corpse. I had absolutely zero give, guilt doing it, and frankly, I'd do it again. Pay your employees more and stop putting baby formula behind lock and key. Fuck okay. the man and stay scheming. Okay. Now, she Will's, made points. You made absolute points. points. Now, that's interesting. Now, one of the points not being to stop putting the baby formula behind lock and key because you you would go steal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, and that's because you have a baby. You want it. Yeah, right. Just but a baby. I would taste it. I've had everything else in the store. <laughs> let me mix some of this up. She just steals hot chicken items for fun. It's supermarket sweep at this yeah, point. She's yeah. like, let me get the Sandy dog wants food. Her baba. Right. I don't even got a dog, but I just want to take the most expensive <laughs> shit y'all got the, for high end cheeses. Like I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, I want the that, that wheel of brie back there. But I will say, formula shouldn't be under lock and key. No, if people not. need to steal formula, let them steal it. They're stealing it for an unemployed baby. Like, yes. what the fuck? It's the most. Classic Classiest shit ever. ever. And like, it's the same thing that, like, I mean, all that shit's under lock and key. Like, even, like, condoms and stuff. Or like, you'll go yeah. to, like, 
stores in a white neighborhood and everything will be open and free and white oh, yeah. except for black hair care products. Yeah, Which yeah. Which I'm oh, like, yeah. you can't fucking tell us that that ain't no fucking racism. It was like, edge control. They would put that behind. You know the Negroes will be yeah. stealing. Drive up in Ohio and you tell me what's behind the glass. Nothing. Right. But, but if a bitch wants some Clairol, guess what? It's right there for the taking. <laughs> a mess. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertising. So we'll be back with my favorite segment of the show, Historic Hood Wings. Robbery and fraud. And we're back, and it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Matt with a famous con caper group of criminals. Well, maybe we like them. Maybe we hate them. We'll see along the way. But y'all know that this show is not a scam, so we are always going to give props. In our footnotes, you can click the links to any research that Kaylin Brandt, our amazing researcher, pulls up. But also, we love to shout out when a good bit comes from one place. When, you know, I don't know. Uh, a little bit, like 75% comes from one place. Yeah. Uh, shout yeah, out to also, Sandy. Also, by the way, I feel like we were roasting Sandy pretty hard. We love I you, Sandy. Say, we love you, Sandy. No, Sandy, we're in on it. And but we you are, know what you did. You know what you did, <laughs> and we love what you did. So uh, much of this research comes from the story, uh, Ava Kaufman's New Yorker investigation, which was titled How Hospice Became a For-Profit Hustle. And obviously, like, hospice is we're talking about people getting end-of-life care. Yes. So this is a sensitive subject. But when we get into this, y'all, what this lady was doing, you'll see how hilarious this is. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> We're going to laugh. We are going to laugh. We are going to laugh in the face of death, which is what we do every day, living in America. That, thank you very much. It's a joke to be alive. Truly. I laugh. I'm like, wow, I made it another day. Woo, they tried. As Miley Cyrus once said, they tried to kill your favorite bitch, okay? Oh <laughs> and they try God. every day. So since the opening of the first American hospice facility in Connecticut in 1974, hospice care has grown from a series of charities to a $22 billion industry funded almost entirely by taxpayer money. But with such massive profits has come massive fraud, duh, with only a handful of whistleblowers that stand against it because uh, you're scamming the government and the government is a scam. Yeah. And I feel like like societally, the last people that people care about are like old people unfortunately right or people who are in their last days being comfortable I just feel like it's hard to get people ramped up to be like they over there doing fraud to them people it's like nobody's gonna yeah we're not walking that's like walking into St. Jude's and being like we're out of the way kids we got fraud to the it's like that with the you know whatever they doing over there as long as people being taken care of weird it's none of my business take care only that's all I want to hear about Drake yes. style. So, a Sarah Care is what we're talking about today. So, Marsha Farmer entered the hospice care business in 2002 as a community educator, in parentheses, mm. who taught and marketed to potential patients about the benefits of end-of-life care. Within a year, she became an executive director of her local office of hospice in South Monroeville, Alabama. However, what might have become as a virtuous calling changed in 2004. Wow, only two years. <laughs> she said, I'm a took, villain. She saw that she was leaving money on the table probably. <laughs> she said, like, wait, wait, a, wait a damn minute. I can have this. <laughs> right. Well, I'm leaving all this old money over here just because we don't need it. So, when Hospice South was bought by Beverly Enterprises, Beverly Enterprises don't sound like a place that's doing anything no. right for no. the world. That's like a fake, that's like I could have made that up. Right. It's not real. When Rich Moneybags purchased, <laughs> <laughs> acquired Hospice South, yeah, we know what's about to happen. Yeah, Beverly yeah. Enterprises that don't sound godly at all. Shell corporation ass. <laughs> right. Oh, venture capitalist ass, bitch ass. <laughs> we know what's happening. So the second largest nursing home chain in the country and soon after resold it to a private equity firm. Wow, mm-hmm. we were right on it. Not the PE. Uh, edit out my shocked noise. <laughs> 
take it back. So it was rebranded as a Sarah Care. Almost immediately after the takeover, Marsha's bosses increased the goals for the number of new patients that they had to sign up. Because, of course, they're like, we got to get in the black. Okay, we need to get the six in here. Yeah. Okay? I'm not seeing enough six. These are empty beds. Why is no one coding right now? A PowerPoint. Get the money up. Yeah, we need need more sick people here. (laughs) Yeah. So important note. Normally eligible hospice patients qualify by being certified by two doctors that they have less than six months to live and agree to forego curative care. So Medicare reimbursed them not for the amount of care expended, but per patient. So basically Mm. they're saying like you have to have two notes that say that you are approaching the end of life and then they will and that you're no longer pursuing like medical treatment and then they'll just pay you out. Man, two notes? Yeah, not just one. You got to go to two doctors. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean... I mean, because Medicare is not trying to give out the coins. No, but so, th- so they're going to force you to get a second yeah. opinion. Yeah. So okay, if you uh, ever thought you needed a second opinion, Medicare is telling you right now, like, go to what I, I get. I get second. Opinions. I don't want to hear it if you only got one, <laughs> which is a mess. I could be like, Mm-mm, this ain't enough. <laughs> oh, you're dying. Talk are, to somebody else. Yeah, are you sure? Mm, it's not giving. It's not giving. <laughs> casket so go ask <laughs> it's like is so disgusting so that meant that an increased number of patients didn't massively affect their overhead as most hospice care took place at home between visiting nurses and unpaid family mm-hmm. so employees who met quotas received cash bonuses and perks such as popcorn machines and massage chairs well, imagine getting a popcorn machine for I tell you who needs up. both those things Sandy These fucking sick people <laughs> Get yeah, why are you not getting the, the massage chairs and the popcorn machines? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it should be going to. A little treat. Look, at some point, we all going to have to meet, you know. Uh, not me. Sky Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Can't get me. <laughs> can't get me. Find if, out. See what happens. Oh, you think I'm going to die? <laughs> nice try. So those, but you know, it's like we want to do it in a comfortable way or whatever yes, if we're lucky yeah. enough With to, dignity yeah. and like respect and ab- absolutely. And yeah. care, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So Marsha remembers feeling so frustrated and pressured about meeting numbers that she calculated how many people in her region might be expected to die that year. Because what happened <sighs> was if you didn't meet the quotas, you were fired. Yeah. So you were terminated door door if you didn't like, find the termini- terminally ill. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing like a, hey, so like, how are your knees? So now she's starting to look at the CDC numbers and she's like, okay, how many, where are they dying Yeah, the can most? I get a copy of the census? I want to see yeah. how many people over the age 65 live in yeah, my area. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So not only were there not enough people dying in her territory, they weren't dying fast enough. Does she become like an eco-terrorist or something? She's like, I'm putting stuff in the water to like... <laughs> Sandy's just pulling up with a, a dump truck <laughs> yeah. of just all the chemicals, all the yeah. Chinese lead paint. Let's beat this shit up. <laughs> like, we got what, fluoride. <laughs> we put straight lead in the water. Okay? No, we got to get these girls dead. What, what is this people living? I saw people at the park yesterday looking like healthy as fuck. This is yeah. fucked up. Hey, Gladys, I got you a special water. Why does she keep dropping off special water? And it tastes like very rat poisony. Yeah, tastes- I saw mouth- her shaking it in the car. <laughs> she said it was just Dasani flavor, but I was like, mm. I sneeze blood and only taste metal, so I don't know what's going on. But Dasani do taste like rat poison, so I'm a drinky. So actually, she didn't have to even do anything. She just gave him Dasani. <laughs> That was her plan. Unless they're a sponsor. Just, oh, love just Dasani is delicious, y'all. Y'all really should put it in your Do mouth. You notice how it gets colder than the other water? Oh, yeah. And and just so much flavor. Yeah. I had never tasted earth before, like when you taste Dasani. I had one sip of Dasani in the desert, and it's all I needed. <laughs> For a month. <laughs> Extra hydration. So... <laughs> 
We love you, Coca-Cola. So if a patient might not actually die within the six-month window, Medicare can demand a repayment from facilities where the average patient stays is is longer than six months. So now you have this weird-ass thing with Medicare where they're calling like, hey, y'all, we just want to check on Miss Gladys because we heard she was alive. Somebody got a birthday call and we was like, how's she sending that from the uh, upper room? You said you were dying. What are you doing here? (laughs) What are you doing here? Hey, on Earth. bed still full. What are you doing here on Earth? Yeah. You told her she was leaving. Hey, I saw that hole over there is fucking empty. Uh-oh. Hello, it's us from Cigna. Yeah, yeah, you picked up. That's the problem. Yeah. That's essentially the problem. I'm this calling lady. to say, uh, why the fuck do you answer? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yo, our healthcare system is fucked. It's so, so bad. It's so bad. So, recruiting. Marsha found her own solution. Was it murdering people? And what is your own solution to get more damn people? <laughs> so, and along with her colleagues, began recruiting patients regardless of whether they were near death or not. Oh. In the Deep South, they often targeted impoverished communities with low rates of education. Wow, so now you're coming for people who likely, you know, yeah. don't have money, don't have a lot of options, perhaps are people of color. Yes. Like, we know what you're doing. So, Marsha would cruise around looking for rundown homes with wheelchair ramps or keep a church prayer list around to look for families with ill members. No. Oh my God, Marsha, not the sick and shut-in list. Marsha was going to church services and this, I'm Baptist, so we have the sick and shut-in I list know where is, you, yeah. you pray for these people or you visit their homes or you bring them food. She going to every church, like, let me get a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this up to date? Yeah. Is this all the six and the shut-ins? You're not doing a repeat of last week's, are you? Because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, because hey, hey, a few of the you, people who were on this list was on here last week, and it just seemed like I don't know how sick or shut in they are. You got a Google Doc or like a Google Sheet or something? Here's yeah. my business card. Who does the submissions? Can I get copied on the, on the shut-in yeah, list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me just get in with the, uh, with the announcements. Praise him. Yeah, no, praise yeah. I will take a Martin Luther King fan. I'll buy an ad on the thing or whatever. Yes. But yeah. Thank you so much. Here's a, here's a hard cake I brought for the... <laughs> hard cake? Yeah. A little pound cake from yeah. from the grocery store that I definitely did not steal. Okay, I just I scanned it and and left. <laughs> so she'd show up to especially rundown houses and knock on the door in scrubs, despite not having any no. medical background. Now she's wearing costumes, as she says in quotes. I would automatically be seen as help. You're looking for uneducated people, if you will, because you're able to provide something to them and meet a need. So she's looking for the desperation meter we talk about on here. People who really need this kind of stuff, because ain't nobody like if somebody showed up in my house and some damn scrubs looking like a fake ass Grey's Anatomy extra talk about some you want to go to hospice I'd be like bitch if you don't get off my damn doorstep not today you're not gonna get me (laughs) what are you even doing here babe babe I'm full of life yeah don't you see I can do a backflip right now (laughs) I can do a flip this is our we don't have good measurements for uh, what full of life means which because you know who could say who could say who could say on their last day could do the most magnificent flip you've ever seen and it happened. It we happened, don't know. So. We don't have the language for it. <laughs> but but we're you know each day is a blessing. So <laughs> we're trying to keep it light, y'all, because this is fun, but also sad. So and then she would describe comparatively luxurious government benefits before finishing her pitch to make them seem like it was like a quick decision. Yeah. So she's describing this like, hey, do you want free room and board and and games and entertainment and a yeah. chef that cooks for you twenty four seven and television and the best beds and um around the care medical yeah, yeah. supervision and singles um, too there's singles there um drugs uh, yeah. all the drugs yeah they're giving them the straight out of high school uh go army treatment but for yes. dying <laughs> and at the end it's like okay but it's a hospital and you got five minutes to sign up right now i'm gonna have to get in my car and drive away yeah. so what do you say hey so yeah <laughs> 
unless you want your life to be miserable, you better sign this paper. Right, because we're going to see your neighbor next door, and yeah. we, we know your neighbor going to take this deal, so we only got one bed, no. <laughs> so do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once Marsha had them on the hook, she'd send a nurse out to assess whether the potential patient had any symptoms that could look like a terminal illness. She'd often use the reputation of the Black Belt region of the Deep South that has some of the highest rates of heart disease, diabetes, and emphysema in the country. So she was going after the girls like, I mean, I don't, she got the sugar, so... You know, even though even though people live with diabetes every single day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, she's targeting things that she can kind of like zhuzh yeah. up a yeah, little like, bit. Oh, like this is this could be something. Like, did y'all notice Martha came to my house and now all my uh trilicity is gone? Yeah. What happened to it? No, I think she stole it. And then she had somebody come over and, and do the the prick on me to check check my uh levels. <laughs> and but but then she came and tried to do it herself. I don't know what's going on. I don't know on. what's going on. I got pricked twice in one day. Yeah, and then she said that she found all of my insulin in her purse and gave it back to me after I got pricked. I don't know what happened. So, she, yeah, she's bad. So in order to get the necessary doctor approval, some hospice firms would even bribe doctors to bring them new patients by offering all-expense paid trips to Las Vegas nightclubs, complete with bottle service and private security detail. So Honestly, she, this is good. I mean, why not just give them money? I feel like money is the bribe that I like, but they were like, do you want to live like a rock star millionaire? Like, we'll oh, fly you out private to Vegas. I can have a vodka Red Bull in my hand in two hours? <laughs> and just the loudest music you've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ill. That's where I want to be. Well, these are the doctors. Vegas. Oh, the doctors. The doctors. Yes. Okay. Oh, well. So Look, they're don't like, even get me fucking started. Right. So they're like, we'll treat you like you, you want to live a day in the I've life of house. Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can be like a cool, I can be a cool doctor. Yeah, the coolest of doctors. Yeah. So they're flying them out to Vegas and, you know, letting them ball out and live the celebrity lifestyle. In the case of the doctor politicians, such as Dr. Francisco Pena, former mayor of Rio Bravo, Texas, they could receive actual kickbacks. Yeah, look at this man. It's giving, I take bribes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've never seen a more bribable face and neck. No. <laughs> that neck that neck moves and says yes to bribes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that fucking little bird taking a drink out of the yeah, desk. Yeah, look at that, yeah. that neck been saying, working hard saying yes to bribes his whole life. And he looks like, we're looking at a picture, so that's why we're saying this. <laughs> he looks like he's about to say no. But he gonna but then say he's going to be like, just kidding, yes. He going to wink, though. Yeah. He's like, look, I work in politics. I can't just move my neck. Yeah. The only thing he's saying no to is that he doesn't not do that. He's like, I do do it. And look at him holding his glasses like he about to say something smart. Yeah, that's a criminal right there. If it there. pleases the court, he says. Love that for him. And he got his white coat behind him. Like, don't forget. Don't let these scrubs fool you. I am Dr. Ring. I'm over the girls. He, like, walks out with it over his shoulder. He's kind of like a cool doctor. Right. This is a a city council meeting. Why are you wearing full scrubs and and a stethoscope? Saying stat in between the motions. So other firms would also attempt, uh, or excuse me, other firms would tempt addicts with the prospect of free painkillers, trick people into believing the program was free home health care, or even steal personal information to enroll patients without their knowledge. Ghoul behavior if I've ever heard it. That's this so sick fucked. ass shit. Can you imagine somebody comes over saying they're doing the census and then all of a sudden the, somebody just randomly showing up to your house every week? But it, not even that, just being like, hey, like, look, I noticed that you have like some sort of like, you know, addiction. So I How want about to I help you with that. this and give I mean, it to help. you. Yeah. Did I say exploit? That's crazy. I mean, yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to imply that I was doing something untoward. No, we're going to exploit the addiction by helping you with it. Yeah. That's who we exploit. No, and, you know, that's like a vulnerable class as well. That's just, yes, that's, extremely that's so vulnerable. Yeah. And it's a disease. Yeah. So it's just not it's not cool to take advantage of people, whether they have diseases or not, but especially no. if they're in a vulnerable position. So this is just, Marsha, you are a real, you are a, a 
corporate criminal. But maybe she turns it around. We don't know. <laughs> she has a she has a hero arc. I yeah. doubt it. So because the stipulation of the hospice care is that patients do not receive curative care, patients who were signed up for hospice against their knowledge could suddenly be denied life-saving procedures and medications. So this is really fucked up because, like, if you need to call the ambulance, they're like, yeah. hello, for where? Oh, no, we can't pick you up. You That's know? not even a thing. Yeah, you on our blackout list. You yeah. can, we, can't, we can't drop over there. Like, what? And, and you don't even know. No, because, like, you think if this person's coming up to you and you're being and they're like, you think you're taking that face value that what they're saying is true. And then you're like, OK, like, well, this will be good. This is going to in the event that I have some sort of issue. I'll be taken care of. Yeah. And then and it's, it's the like exact psych? opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Marcia, so disgusting. You got to go to jail, Joe. But also we got to throw rocks at you in the town square, like on your way there. Like yeah. we need to have a little shame bill and just the tiniest rocks that we all should be able to throw at you. One big one. One, one big one, but the rest just so small. And, yeah, and, and it's and, like and, and big is like in the eye of the beholder too. Like who actually right. knows how big? The how big is big? Fifty percent, seventy five percent? Yeah, who knows? A mountain? That's a big rock. We throw a mountain at you. That's kind of the thing you really people don't really say about mountains. Like, and I think we're it's good that we're getting this out there yeah. now. That's actually a rock. It's a big and ass rock, and we should be afraid of that rock because why is it so big? And how did it get there? Who yeah. How many other rocks did it destroy? Well, how the pebbles become pebbles? This what? is deeper than we thought. This is my new... Uh, y'all can read about this in my book. <laughs> so there's a lot of info here. So we're going to keep I'm moving. I'm printing it myself and it's you can yeah. buy it uh, you know, out of my trunk. Yeah. So the second part of the problem was that once they had them, they also, and this is the patients, once they had tricked them, they also had to get rid of them if they weren't dying quickly enough, which was common for many ineligible patients because they're not dying. So one tactic that Care used was simply to discharge patients with overly long stays from hospice, often losing any sort of medication, aids, and care that they had. So one day you just wake up and they're they rolling you out the door. And you're sick. And, and you're, you're sick. And you're like, hey, they're like, hey, you're sick? Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's so gross. It's so disgusting. So one tactic of Seracare used was simply to discharge patients over the long stays. In 2007, 70% of Marsha's patients left hospice alive. Others turned to much worse. And there's at least one example of a hospice owner instructing a staff to, oh, no, overdose. They're overstaying no. patients. So now we're doing murder. Okay. That's... And I'm sorry. We'll put a content warning at the top of this because I didn't know that this was going to be doing murder when That's... I Yeah, found no, this is, this is, um, this has turned from... I knew, I had a feeling it was going to get murdery because it, it, she's like, they're not dying fast enough. And then like, what? Because at first I was, I was sort of like, is this just like, I care a lot? Yeah. Which was, you know, was bad. Which was bad. But yeah, no, we're going beyond that. She said, hold my beer. So the owner was sentenced to more than 13 years in prison for fraud and in a plea deal that made no allegations about patients' deaths, despite texting a nurse about one patient saying, in quotes, he better not make it tomorrow or I will blame you. How do you not go 13 years? They gave Turtleneck Lizzie and, and she did harm people when she wasn't actually giving yes. them real blood results, but she wasn't actively murdering anyone. No. And like she got 11. 13 years? Only two more. That's that, you get no. a little more, maybe double it. Maybe I just feel it? like you shouldn't see the sun again. Like your hospice is now jail, no. and I don't yeah. even I don't like the carceral system. But I'm sorry, like yeah. you need to stay you're in there. To, you're, going to, you're going to the jail because your moral compass is good. Yeah, yeah, we don't need you out here on the streets because yeah. your your brain is dangerous. It's like that's like that is murder. Like you like you're sort of like hey like you're and it's not even well it's not murder it's uh it's well what is it manslaughter because you're sort of telling somebody no to it do feels something premeditated yeah yeah like hey. 
Yeah, that's a murder. It's a premeditated murder. And also, we know that you must have done this a lot because if you get to the point where you're so casual about murder that you're sending text messages about it, then you've been doing so many murders that it's not even a big deal to you anymore. Yeah, it's sort of... Could you imagine texting somebody, hey, uh, make sure you do that murder tomorrow by six. What? On text? It's sort of, you know... I feel like it's a phone call, a dark alley. Like Sandy taking just a little bit to Mm -hmm. then go in full 75%. To go in full appliances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but this is human life. So this is just disgusting. So I'm going to get through this because we tried to keep it light over here. So for Marsha, both the pressure and the links that she and her colleagues went in order to maintain proper numbers of dying patients wore on her. Okay, finally, dummy. And she began <laughs> to question the work that she did. Oh, wow, you begin to question it now? Like, it's a little late, sis. Hey, uh, I sent a text the other day and I didn't feel good about it. Yeah, it's a little skeevy. Yeah. So her co-worker, Don Richardson, uh, was also, and she didn't send the text, that was someone else, but still. Don Richardson was also a mother with a family, but felt similarly. And in 2009, the pair discovered a way out. So the way out, the two other nurses at another Southern hospice company had accused their employer, Southern Care, of stealing taxpayer dollars by enrolling ineligible patients in hospice. The company admitted to no wrongdoing but settled with the Justice Department for nearly $25 million. The two nurses, being whistleblowers, received $4.9 million of that sum. Okay, what I'm not hearing is that the people who were uh, tricked into being hospice were paid, and why is the government getting $25 mil? Like, give that to the people yeah, that were there harmed. there should have been some uh, damages. Yeah, this given, is still you know? a great... I hope there's yeah. a late-night commercial happening where, you know, somebody's like, if you or a loved one was tricked into yeah. go- like, because like, we gotta get Saul Goodman yeah. on this thing. Yeah, Saul, where you at? They too contacted James Berger, a lawyer who had represented one of the Southern Care nurses. So in March of 2009, he helped them file a whistleblower complaint against the Sarah Care and its parent company, accusing the company of Medicare fraud. For the following two years, Don and Marsha were kept anonymous and the investigation continued to work at Acera Care while passing Barger documents and conducting their own investigations into ineligible patients. Their evidence... Now, how are you going... Now, this is giving, like, the police, we investigated ourselves and we found we did nothing wrong because <laughs> how the fuck... You you know what they're doing. You started it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean... You don't get to be a hero here. Like, I hope that you still have to do time because it's giving, like, an- anonymity and, like, you started this shit, so Marsha. Actually, I, I know I was doing this, but... I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just a baby. Right. Your own ambition. I'm just a, I'm just a little baby, y'all. <laughs> a, little, a little murderer baby. No, 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 no. So their evidence supported the claims they and others had made, including lack of focus on patient care and little discussion of eligibility at regular patient certification meetings. So, they're, so beyond not even, you know, enrolling the right people, they're not giving them the proper care. Now, that really pisses me off because at least if you're going to trick people into going to hospice, it should at least be nice. You yeah. get in your bag. Like, hey, well, this will be a trick, but also... It'll be the worst thing they've ever done. At least if it's going to be a trick, let it be a treat. Because like those situations, too, I know that, that a lot of times uh, the goal in hospice care is to make sure that people are comfortable and like stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like more often than not, I hear that people like didn't enjoy that experience, but also because it's it's just hard on everybody. Exactly. Which yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. So clinical staff were also found to be undertrained with a high potential for care delivery failure. So now they're just also hiring anybody that they can in this bitch. Like, yeah. you get to your interview. Like right. <laughs> You get it. It's like Craigslist. Like your car got how great, many doors? Great All right. hours. All you need is scrubs. Apply, and by apply we mean show up, and you have the job. Can you be present? Like those are the requirements. Yeah. Can you? Uh, yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. Can you just be here? Yeah. Can you get here? You can start today. Right. You any bus lines close to where we at, or you got a car? Like then I'll pull come up get you. to this very <laughs> this job that needs a lot of skills. I'll come get you. We got we got a shuttle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just pull up. We we got scrubs actually. Don't even worry about that. So in 2011, Marsha was found out and put on paid leave before leaving the company. Paid leave. 
this woman, everything is coming up roses right now. But by that point, she and her team had amassed enough ed- evidence that the Justice Department had conducted their own investigation into the complaint. The Justice Department proceeded to seek $200 million in fines and damages and most expected Sarah Care to settle as fighting it could mean bankruptcy. But in 2014, Sarah Care created history by fighting the complaints. Now, this is just wild to me because, again, the Justice Department, where are y'all putting $200 million? Because it doesn't sound like it's going to go back to the people. And also, like, Sarah was like, bump that. We fighting because Marsha bitch ass the one who started this shit. She told us to do it. We we had no idea Marsha was uh, recruiting people and being evil. Uh, Let me uh, just, uh, I think I left my phone in the other room real quick. Uh, Let me just go get that real quick. real quick. I'll be back. (laughs) Sarah Care just started screaming. (laughs) The Justice Department was like, where's the tournament? (laughs) Ah! Ah! I don't know. They just screamed on the phone. Y'all. It might work. It might work. So the United States versus a Sarah Care trial began August 10th, 2015 in Birmingham, Alabama, and marked one of the most bizarre yet notable trials in the history of hospice care. From the start, prior to the beginning of the trial, the firm handling a Sarah Care's defense had just hired the judge's son as a summer associate. That's above board. They're like, do you want to intern, Mr. Judge's son? No, no, I mean, uh, we think you're the most qualified as the judge's son. I got to stop saying judge's son. Um, Just work over (laughs) here. Can't wear your dad's robe to work. Don't dude. wear. What okay. Yeah. And like, we're going to know. Yeah. We're going to call you not, not judge's son when you come here. Okay. What are we going to do? Your name is Judge. <laughs> your name is Judge's son. Damn it. Why would she name a son <laughs> Judge's son? So almost immediately, Judge Karen Bowdry showed unprecedented favoritism towards the Sarah Care defense team. Be- Dang, Karen. Karen, how you going to Karen this hard? How you going to live up to the name, I know, sis? I, say, I didn't want to say it. Oh, she was like, <laughs> they get- and also for an internship, you a hall judge, Karen. You can't nepo your kids somewhere else. You got to nepo him here. And. He couldn't go outside for like a little bit. Yeah, just get a little sun. Look, you What's know, Karen. Here? <laughs> Karen ain't this is the no whitest sun. person I've ever seen. <laughs> Karen literally sleeps in a coffin. Okay, yeah, and she loves she loves hospice fraud. Yeah, I think her <laughs> just, her lips are red because that's where her blood is. Like, right. It's like, that's because that's what she uh, thrives on to survive. Yeah. She's just sucking on uh, O negative every yeah. day. It's not lipstick. Yeah. So maybe she's nice. <laughs> She's not giving nice. <laughs> so Judge Karen made unprecedented and restrictive decisions as to what evidence was allowed to be brought in and how the case would be divided. Despite these obstacles, two months later, the jury found 86% of the patient samples ineligible for some period of hospice care, which would make the other part of the trial much easier. So just a few days after Judge Karen announced that she had made a major mistake and she was overturning the jury's findings and granting a Sarah Care's re- request for a new trial, she said, I made a major mistake because Y'all not uh, doing what I had said when I cover- coerced y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was doing coercion and nobody seems to really be coerced. Hey, so uh, can we start over? <laughs> yeah. Run it back. Run it back. This is like when you're playing like Monopoly with like your kid cousin who wants yeah. to change the rules and when they start losing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when I glenda uh, This is like Twitter with means, Elon uh, Musk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. Y'all making fun of me? We got new terms of service. Yeah. No making fun of me for the public safety of everybody. Uh, you can't. Uh, no posts. No, no, posts. no posts. Yeah. It's a lot of tweeting happening on Twitter, and we got to stop that. Did you see me somewhere? You actually didn't, though. Yeah. No, that's doxing. Yeah. If you see me somewhere. You say where I am? Yeah. I don't care if I was on TV. You can't tell nobody about that. Yeah. So five months later, Judge Karen awarded judgment to a Sarah Care without completing the trial. So then she was like, you know, let's just wrap this up. It's, it's taking too long. I'm bored of this. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Okay. I- I'm not even that person anymore. <laughs> 
Y'all, I'm actually going to go into the sun. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until 20. Oh, it hurts. doing it. And listen, if you're out there and you are a, a, a pale girly, I love a pale girly, okay? Me She's too. just evil, okay? I, I, I stand behind my goth queen. Yes. So it wasn't until 2019 that a re- retrial occur- occurred, which resulted in a settlement for $1 million paid by Care. The original claim had been for $200 million. So they got off Scott fucking free because Judge Karen was out here criming all for her son's internship. She must have been getting paid behind closed doors. A judge? Lacey. You can't, just say, you can't just say something like that. That's never happened before. You're right. She's a woman of the cloth. Okay. Yes. She takes that fabric seriously. So in 2020, the company was <laughs> bought for $235 million by Amedesis, a company facing its own similar charges. So now the crime companies are absorbing. Hey, we each saw other. you were doing that, and we do it too. So you can, we'll buy How you. Did y'all get away what with the fraud in the government. Yeah. Uh, we'll buy you. So because we also would too. Like, where's y'all? Y'all got Judge Karen number and her yeah. and Judge's son. You guys don't have receipts, right? Good. Okay. Oh, good. Great. Great. Good. Good. Yeah, we like to holler at Judge's son as well. So now in in 2022, a moratorium has been placed on hospices in California due to an investigation that was uncovered. It's uncovered thousands of for-profit facilities with fictional patients and staff. So now they were just like, you know what, fuck it. Instead of harming real life human beings, let's make them up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, now, and now we're back to improv, aren't we? Now they're doing a fucking third beat. It's a uh, bit. And you know what? I like this bit better because at least we're not harming real people. And I would think it was hilarious if, like, they the government starts visiting these for-profit hospice yeah. centers. And they're like, why are all the beds empty? And they're like, oh, it was a bad day. Everyone uh, died Yeah, yeah. Oh, today. yeah. This was bad. Yeah, you should or see the morgue. Um, they're, like, so. running around with a bunch of disguises being like, I'm this one. They're hiring people off Greg's. It's like, just lay in the bed yeah, and uh, convalesce. Cough a little bit. Yeah. Some of y'all put out some owls. Yeah. Just yeah. a few owls when the government comes. Okay. Can we get the uh, casting sheets for the extras on uh, House. Literally, and you know what? As actors, I would, I, I would do Don't that job. Even, I was just at a taping I for would. something recently where there were a bunch of actors like in the audience for taping, and it was like. Y'all do anything? Listen, and I and I love that for them. I, it's great. I would be like, yeah, I was in bed number four. I saw my IMDb. Yeah. I was, I, hey, go do it. There were no cameras, which was odd, but I did get paid my $25 yeah, yeah, stipend. Yeah, yeah, and best sleep of my life. Right. And they had Jimmy John subs for lunch, so. Yeah, they I'm, were dry, no condiments. They sort of had a no <laughs> condiment rule, but it was They good. said it helped with the authenticity of like dry throat. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us Popeye's biscuits and said, go off, okay? It's going to give. It's going to give. So they found out that they're doing all this fraud. There are a few regulations or requirements to opening a hospice in most states, which has led to instances such as single addresses in Los Angeles being listed as having 129 hospices owned by a professional landlord. So now uh, these empty buildings in L.A., they, they call them hospices. Oh, great. So despite this, each business is valued at six figures and are constantly being bought and sold. So this is full crime. Between 2011 and 2019, research shows that a number of hospices owned by private equity firms tripled and the quality of care has decreased. 
case. And PE, guys, so fucking bad. In 2018, the Office of Inspector General at the Department of Health and Human Services estimated that inappropriate billing by hospice providers had cost taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars. It's expensive to die in America. It's expensive to live in America. And Sarah Care said the president that the companies are allowed to manipulate the process of passing away to meet their financial goals. There's no fucking way in hell that this should be on the stock market, that there should be investors and shareholders. Like, this is a public service that we pay taxes for. And private equity, again, swoops in and does what capitalism does and puts a price tag on it and just makes it the sickest shit in the fucking world. We're going to soon be paying monthly, I mean, I guess we do kind of, rent and stuff. But, like, we're going to have a subscription service for life. Like, you're like, okay, you want to live? It's $99 a fucking day. We already do. Yeah. A life is basically a a streaming platform. And you can't cancel. Nope. And you need to have all of them. It's like, okay, look, if you want a piece of food, you need Hulu Plus, okay? Now, if you want good food, you got to subscribe to no ads. Yes. All right? You want medical care, but you better get you some Netflix, okay? And, like, ads when you eat bad food is, like, Stuff that's like not good for you. Yeah, it's nitrates and <laughs> it's like chemicals. Yeah. It's like if you want chemical free, you gotta upgrade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay a little more. Oh, you don't want GMOs? Yeah. Oh, oh you don't want pesticides? Yeah. Lord Chen once wrote an amazing joke in Florida Girls that was like, we go to a rich person's house and I touch their avocados and I'm like, oh, avocados and these are organic. That means they ain't got no poison on them. <laughs> <laughs> And that's literally what it is. You have yeah. to pay to not have poison. Yeah. yeah that's an upgrade. No poison? Oh, yeah. okay. You talking. Hey, I don't taste the poison on me. <laughs> Yo, you got I'm, money. It must be good to be the king. <laughs> y'all is ass. It's such ass. But Sarah, fuck y'all. Y'all are terrible. And I can't believe that you got away with this. Uh, Judge Karen and Judge's son, y'all are terrible people. And I really do hope that every time you go out in the sun, it's like a micro, like a magnifying it glass. To it an, hurts. Just sizzling. Yeah. Okay? Because that's what you deserve. All right. We're going to move on to the saddest part of the show, which it, it, it actually isn't today. Because the saddest part of this shit is these motherfuckers. Yes. Like, what pieces of goddamn just repugnant shit. Yeah, you should be able to... Honestly, worse than shit, because at least excrement has a purpose. You know, that can manure, it can grow grass and shit. Like, y'all are worse than that. You should, at the very least, at the end of your life, be guaranteed, like, dignity and, like, Yeah, and care. At at least. And And for these people, I I wish that they would have to go to a hospice, a bad one, where they pinch on you every day and don't change your bedpan. You know, just little pinches under the arms. I don't want to get pinched. <laughs> I want them to get pinched just so much and just tormented. Oh, the calendar every day is St. Patrick's Day, and I'm not wearing any green. Yep. The only channel y'all you allowed to watch is uh the whatever that TV guide is in the hotels. Just Mario Lopez for the rest of your life, man. He's describing all the shows beautifully, and he looks gorgeous. But you never get to watch any say, of it them. Be a lot of wor- it could be a lot worse. Yeah, you know he's too entertaining. Yeah, and that smile. That dimple, I heard oh, it them have dimples. A, it doesn't have yeah, a bottom. Yeah, y'all don't deserve his dimples. No. You know what? Just a fuzzy screen. Like oh, when, yeah. when you it's go like to a the sort different inputs. It's Mario Lopez still, but you can't really see the definition <laughs> of the dimple. Oh yeah, because then that yeah. leaves them wanting. Yeah, you're like, I know he has it. Yep, and you can't. We'll never let you see it, bitch. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't deserve it. Yes. So that brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight an honorary charlatan that's worthy of our praise or maybe not like Marsha's bitch ass who got away too scot-free for my liking and Judge Karen's old raggedy ass. Um, (laughs) But today we're talking about a former officer of the Johnson County Sheriff's Office uh in Kansas. Um, He's had his police license revoked after he was caught trying to scam a store out of nearly $400 worth of Pokemon cards. Wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. So actually, 
He did nothing wrong. I don't and know. I, 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 and this is a very rare one for me. We don't we don't stand up for cops, but it's I can't. I look. We all, I host the video we, game podcast. <laughs> I I love Pokemon. This guy. I'm I, turning the other way. I mean, I had a Charizard once that I got randomly out of a cereal box. And that was yeah. when Charizards were worth like a yeah. lot of money. And I like sold it to somebody who really was into the pokies yeah. and made a coin in school. You know what I mean? And no. this is this is this is really just hard for me as like a guy that like hates cops. Yeah. It's just and loves Pokemon. This is really mm. I mean, I wish more cops, when they say got to catch them all, yeah, if y'all didn't mean black people, yeah. like, if y'all, if more of y'all were doing Pokemon than trying oh, to catch us. Oh, but you know what? Us. Maybe they sort of took the lessons of Pokemon and applied it to the carceral no. system. And that is sort of like, no. you know, that's they maybe they got the wrong thing from it. Yeah, so I have to actually do uh, boo this man, and I can't support yeah, him. Yeah, we, we were tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah. So William Knight, 32 years old, quite young, had been a full-time cop with the department since March of 2019. He was in U uniform buying groceries and a large number of Pokemon cars. Yeah. Uh, when he was aroused, well, he, I'm excusing, when he aroused suspicion, I thought it said he was aroused at first. I said, uh. It just keeps getting worse. This guy's <laughs> <Okay>. fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> putting holes in the Pokemon yeah. cards. No, so, I mean, some people say that some of them are sexy, okay? Look, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> okay, some Pokemons is bad bitches. Okay. <laughs> so he aroused suspicion of an in-store asset protection investigator. I love a cop getting taken down by a store cop. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, the I audacity. Used to, like, they used to, like, when I worked at a store, they would just, like, chase you through the store, kind of, and then once you get out the door, they're like, well... That's uh, kind of where that goes. Yeah, that's where I came. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you chased them to the edge of the earth. Yeah, they won't let me leave. And chased is a strong word. I mean, followed a little bit. Yeah, like a high paced walk because you know they can't run good. Yeah, no, um, no, 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 they can't. No. Also, what's interesting to me is like, does an in store cop even have cuffs? Does he have to be like, hey, let me borrow your cuffs? No, it's more them? of like a you come here with me situation, and I guess to you the just, back room, you just do it. Yeah, I feel like I just have to be like, no. If you ever been caught at a grocery store in a loss prevention situation and you went with them. Yeah, don't go with them. I just you. feel like walk the other way or maybe run. Start hollering. Yeah. You know, or maybe put the thing back and be like, I, oh, my bad. You oh, know? this? I, this is mine. <laughs> Try that. Yeah. I came with this. I came with this. Yeah. Yeah, still got a barcode on it and a sensor, but I came because I actually need to get it taken off. Yeah. Yeah, I bought this before. I didn't bring the receipt. It, the sticker, it was stuck on it. I once bought an air fryer from Target, and it had that little alarm soundy thing on yeah. it. I bought it through the self-checkout and actually paid for it. I'm sure Sandy got hella air fryers for the free 99 Shout out to you, Queen. But I paid for it. And then when I got out and I, like, cut the little sensor off at yeah. home, it, made, it started making an alarm. And I was like, this is, they should I'm, fix I'm this. I'm at home. Yeah. But I'm not going to give them no tips. No, Y'all take no. the air fryers, yeah, okay? No. Everybody yeah, needs a ninja. Sandy's running a ghost kitchen in her house with a bunch of air fryers that she <laughs> And I love that for her. Yeah. So the, the you know, the protection asset investigator is like, huh, mischief is afoot. Yeah. So initially he tried to leave saying he had to respond to a call. He was like, oh, uh, uh, I got a 299 uh, cop, cop, cop thing happening. <laughs> yeah. But eventually he admitted that he had swapped out the barcodes on the boxes for cheaper items. Wow. The cop told the truth. <laughs> so uh, wait. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Mm, might be. Might be on record. God. So Knight was reportedly arrested and booked into the Johnson County Adult Attention Center on May 13, 2022, before he posted bond of $2,500. $2,500 for Pokemon cards is a lot, but a cop going to jail, you know, Yeah, but think priceless. about what he could have pulled. He could have pulled something big and then, you know, one card could have got him out free. Who knows? <laughs> 
So he has since escaped criminal charges, duh. Though uh, he's no longer employed as a police officer in Jefferson County or anywhere else. So I will say this. You must be, like, really unlikable to the police officers. Maybe they didn't like your bitch yeah. ass. Maybe he was heating up fish in the microwave every lunch. Like, you was doing something to get on them police officers' nerves because they let murderers wholly come back. I was going to say. They let is... people who do murderers, like, murders on video get paid, leave it, yeah. come on back to the Christmas party and shit. Bitch, you got fired for Pokemon cards? Oh, they didn't like you. Yeah. Was you farting a lot? You ate a lot of beans. You was thanking up the meat. This guy's something. a fucking dork. We can't have him work here. Not even that. A <laughs> lot of cops are dorks. Most cops. Yeah, all the way. All cops are <laughs> dorks. Had, all cops are dorks. <laughs> like, so if you got fired from the police, that means they really just, you had bad vibes. Oh, you like rules? You fucking dork. Right. Like, I'm confused. How do you get fired from the police? Yeah. Yeah. That's We should send this to them. The story would be like, see, you can fire them. Yeah. Like, they can be fired. So maybe it's like allowed. let's start firing them for the murders and for the harassment yeah. because you fire somebody for Pokemon cards, bro. Like, yeah, they didn't like his vibes. Yeah. In a statement from his lawyer, it says in quotes, unfortunately, in a time of severe stress and anxiety, he exercised poor judgment, leading to his arrest and charge. Don't. You know, the, the the cop girlies love to come at us with a, I was afraid. I have anxiety. I was afraid. I was afraid I wasn't gonna catch them all. Yeah, I needed. I needed. What? What were you trying to fucking get? Like, I, like that's like, they're not that expensive. No. If you're, I guess if you're buying them in bulk, he stole four hundred dollars worth or something. Four thousand dollars worth. Uh, four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. That's that's quite a bit. That's a lot of. That's, that's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of boosters. I, 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 listen, I. If this honestly inspires me, though, like this is the story that we need to start waving in these police department spaces because why are we letting cops literally get away with murder, but they like can't a, get away with Pokemon? Yeah, it's a success story, kind of. It's like you can actually fire them. Yeah, you Maybe should. Maybe they didn't know. They just didn't know before. Like you get, <laughs> and we're actually we could be helping them. <laughs> The last thing I ever want to do. But, (laughs) all right, y'all, that brings us to the end of the show. And as we always ask on the show, Matt, where would you like to be found? Any socials while they still exist? Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say, this is a tough question to answer now. Any Uh, shows? I don't know if I want to be found on Twitter. My uh, husk of my account is still there. I'm on social media, I'll say, as Matt Apodaca. You can find me on the, the ones that exist. Yes. If I'm not there... I, I, maybe follow I, this you know. playboy follow this big man yeah big man playboy Matt yeah. Apodaca on all social medias uh, you can listen to Get Played uh, wherever you get your podcasts and then our Patreon Get Animated uh, patreon.com slash Get Played where we talk about anime stuff it's a lot of fun Yes. yes. And as always, guys, stitch on your friends, your family, your enemies, the police, at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to fuck up your bag. Unless it's the police scam. Unless it's the police yeah, scam, yeah, then, like, for sure. Some names and photos. And <laughs> as always, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-Diva Lacey on all platforms. Ooh. Congregation, stay sandying. Honestly, yeah, it's Sandy. <laughs> scam bag go. Scam bag go. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And maybe just bag and go, baby. <laughs> I said scam, uh, bag go. But also, oh, yeah, yeah, bag and go works as well. Scam Goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. The Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our recording engineer is Abby Aguilar. And our audio editor is Jesse Karen. Research for the show is done by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming.